This is a James P. Wade from 95.7 Cruise FM, The Locker Room. Welcome back to the Jedi Jimmy Podcast. This is episode number 62, and it is Ep- Ahsoka, episode 7, uh, Dreams and Madness is the title. The title of this episode is Dreams and Mad- Madness, and if you, the funny thing is, is Balin referenced Berdia as the planet of Dreams and Madness, in the previous episode, which uh, reference to the children's stories coming to life. I thought that was kind of interesting. It also makes reference to the fact that the witches uh, see their their premonitions as dreams, and that's their connection to the Force, is dreams and madness, because their connection is to the dark side. Now, the episode starts on Coruscant, uh, Hera is being investigated by the Re- Republic Security Council on their her recent conduct on going to Sitos, and one of the senators again he was uh, he was the jerk at the beginning, um, Ziono, uh, he's still a dick. Now the the council is saying there's no such thing as the Imperial rem- Remnant, and. The senator has called for Hera to actually be court-martialed and be removed from the Republic uh, uh, security force. But then who who pops in? None other than C-3PO. So cool. This actually marks uh, the Daniel uh, Anthony Daniels' twelfth um, live-action appearance as three P or, or as a character in Star Wars canon which is more than any other actor in the series he was in all nine of the Star Wars saga he was uh, he was in the Phantom Menace he was in Attack of the Clones he was in Revenge of the Sith Uh, he was A New Hope Empire Strikes Back Return of the Jedi he was in The Last Jedi and The Rise of Skywalker but he was also in Solo as a character. He was in Solo, a Star Wars story, as Tack, another character. He was also in Rogue One, where he played C-3PO. And he was in the Obi-Wan series. Now he's in this. That's actually pretty cool. Uh, C-3PO is there on orders uh, with Senator Leia Organa with a message. Again, they made reference to Princess Leia, but didn't show her in CG since the actress passed away. I thought that was, again, really cool. Uh, she had a message that was a transcript that was direct, that she had direct orders for Hera. And she also said, it said you know, Senator Ziono voted against the mission without her knowledge, and she is the leader of the Defense Council for the New Republic. So he crossed the line. Ziono called 3PO a mere droid, and it angered Chopper. It was so funny. I laughed out loud. Now the Chancellor says to Hera, how grave is this threat of Thrawn's uh, return? And she goes, we got to prepare for the worst and hope for the best. Pretty cool. Now we jump to ah- Ahsoka inside the Pergil on the way to uh, Perdia. And she's uh, 
practicing her lightsaber combat in the back with her uh, using her double uh, lightsabers. She's practicing techniques, but she has mixed in some of the other forms, including the pod, which is form seven, and uh, which includes a lot of hilt strikes, because no other style actually uses hilt strikes. And then there's a hologram of Anakin. So again, we see the uh, the Anakin, and it's one of the old lessons, and it's uh, referencing that uh, General Grievous, Count Dooku, and Asajj Ventress as possible opponents. Because again, this this hologram was done during the Clone Wars when he was her teacher. He instructs her to pr- practice her forms often, at least more often than he does. And that shows a little bit of the sensitive side of Anakin. Pretty cool. Some of the movements that she is using are also Makashi, which is form two that kind of, that Count Dooku and Asajj Ventress use, and they're both masters of. The, the recording as she's watching is one of 20 that she's had, and she still has... And she watches quite frequently. Cool thing about the hologram is it does show the confidence that Anakin has in Ahsoka. That's very important is seeing that confidence he has. And and the recording that she is watching is one uh, was the last one he gave her. And then Ahsoka, as they're coming out of hyperspace, is kind of making fun of Huang. Very funny because he's, they're not even sure where she's going to be or whether they're going to show up where they're supposed to. He's kind of comic relief like 3PO. I find that amusing. And as the the Purgle escaped uh, hyperspace, the ships are, the Purgle are being fired at. They get out of the Pergil and realize it's they're not being fired at. It's Imperial Mines. Ahsoka is still a great pilot. She's able to get around all the mines with limited damage as well as she takes the ships. Uh, she go, takes her shuttle into the debris field and Grand Admiral Thrawn knows that her master is Anakin. We made reference to that knows of his also of his death as Darth Vader. Now Grand Admiral Thrawn caused the fighters to withdraw because and then she ends up hiding in a debris field and he's a very strategic leader uh, leader so what he ends up doing is he ends up going to the Knight Sisters asking them for help to help find her because using their magic. And, but funny thing is, if you, when we jump to Ahsoka and we're in the debris field, if you look outside the ship, in the, you can see these these things kind of swimming in space. They're young Pergil. That's not only is that a graveyard, but that's where I think the Pergil grow. Now we jump back to Ezra and Sabine. They're catching up a little bit, and. They talk about Zeb being uh, the training recruit recruits in the academy. He also, they also taught her how to use the lightsaber, which she inevitably took over using the dark saber before she gave it 
to Bo-Katan to free Mandalore and Moff Gideon ended up getting it from her before the Mandalore series. So there's a bit of a cycle there. Now, Balin and Shin Hati, they are tracking Sabine and uh, Ezra and the Noti. And now Grand Admiral Thrawn is talking to the witches and they help him track where uh, Ahsoka is hiding. Because at that point, he can, uh, they can track where she is and fire the weapons from their ship to help destroy her. Ahsoka uses her force abilities uh, to help communicate with Sabine. So that actually shows that Sabine isn't disconnected from the force. She's force sensitive, but she doesn't quite understand it. Now, the the witches, they're able to track so them all. Now, Balin sends Shin to kill Ezra and Sabine. He but he says something kind of interesting. His his ambition is elsewhere. Remember, he said he had a feeling there. I have an idea of who he's looking for, but I'm going to touch on that in a minute. But a, a quote that he says to Balin as they part, or Balin says to Shin as they part ways, is impatience for victory will guarantee defeat. But it's very similar to something that Obi-Wan said to Anakin in episode 5 of the Obi-Wan series. He says, your need for victory blinds you. That's how you got defeated. Thrawn sends gunships and some of the uh, stormtroopers down to the planet to help fight or kill um, Ezra and Sabine. Speen was really good at helping defending them, both using her blasters and her lightsaber. But she she says to uh, she says to Ezra, "Here, take one take one of my weapons." And he goes, "I don't need them. The Force is my ally. That's all I need." I thought that was kind of cool. Now, Balin and uh, what's Balin and Ahsoka fight again. This time she's using her lightsabers. But the forms she's uh, practicing earlier. So she's using a lot of double strikes. Because he is so strong in, in, and powerful in his strikes. She's able to defend better by double strikes. So she learned from their last encounter. Balin is distracted, so Ahsoka actually takes off to help the others. Now, now Balin says there's a dark presence here, and he wants to find it. I think what he finds is he can sense the Abeloth. Now, she was known as a bringer of chaos. Her dark powers and mortality are very powerful. So... That could be what he's sensing. She was classed as one of the Mortis. She was the mother. So there was the mother, the son, and the daughter. And that you could see that in Rebels in the One Temple. 
So the, the mother, she was mortal. Father, he was the, the balance in the force. The son was the dark side. And the daughter was the, the light side. Now, the, the fathers uh, represented balance, as I said, but the mother later turned to extreme evil when she found the font, uh, fountain of power, which is one of the legends from about a thousand years before the Battle of Yavin. So a thousand years ago, this happened, and they represent the wills of the force or the, the force as, as a whole. The wills are something totally different. I'll explain that another day. Now, Shin attacks... Ezra, and he holds his own uh, with her uh, and against the troopers with no weapons. He blocks her lightsaber using the force and a number of different things. But Sabine comes to his defense using the lightsaber. But now Ahsoka jumps and gets involved in the fight which I think is kind of cool. And the the troopers and Shin surround Sabine. Okay, so it's at this point. And the Naughty. And, and then Ahsoka jumps in and helps save the day. Grand Admiral Thrawn recalls the troops because I think he's got his ship loaded, ready to go. And... I still have no idea what the cargo is, but it's definitely something relics of the Night Sisters or something like that. Prediction I have is that I'm pretty sure there's going to be a season two of Ahsoka because a lot of the there's not enough time to finish all these storylines, and also with the fact that uh, Dave Fillion hinted at a Thrawn movie. So there's going to be a Thrawn movie as well. So Ahsoka, a second season, could lead to that. Or also Mando season four could be a Thrawn, uh, Thrawn tie-in as well. So there's a lot of stuff coming down the pipe. Quotes, episode one, Morgan Elsbeth. Uh, luck, uh, luck has nothing to do with it. The fate... The fate it has decided our uh, second move. Ahsoka, sometimes the right reasons have the wrong consequences. Episode 3, uh, by Ahsoka, anger and frustration are quick to give you power, but they unbalance you. And Huang said one thing that I thought was really cool. He said to Ahsoka and Sabine, stay together, you're always better, better that way. Balin to Ahsoka said... Your legacy is like your master's, one of death and destruction. Again, he used that to unbalance her during the fight. Episode 5, Anakin. One one is never too old to learn. He said that to Ahsoka. Anakin, as a Jedi, it's our job to lead. That doesn't mean we don't make mistakes. That's important. And Anakin... I am teaching you how to lead, how to survive. And to do that, we will have to fight. And episode six, Balin, as you get older and look at history, you do realize it's in, it's all inevitable. The fall of the Jedi, the rise of the Empire. 
and it repeats again and again. Episode 7, that's this episode. Quotes of the episode that I really liked was, Balin said to Shin, Impatience for victory will guarantee your defeat. Now that, as I said earlier, uh, the final episode is coming up next week. So on Tuesday, I am going to be doing a Facebook Live of watching the episodes. You're going to see all my reactions, hear my notes. I make predictions all the way through. I get so excited watching this, I even scream out loud sometimes. So you'll see that. Uh, There's only one episode left, baby. And I need to thank my sponsors, of course, Army Chris, for helping me set up all my stuff for my podcast and helping me build these, as well as I do need to thank um, Cryer Media, where you can find my podcast and many others. I look forward to seeing you next time, and may the Force be with you, always.